First of all, I want to give honor and glory to God. To God be all the glory, because let me tell you right now, I was hiding behind the pastor's son. Ain't no doubt about it, I was bound for hell. Uh, I was dealing with some things that, to be honest, I'd be too embarrassed to say, because Lord knows that it would have looked bad on me and my family. Just because me being a pastor's son, I didn't want to tar my pastor's reputation. But uh, I've been praying and praying and praying for a period of probably a year, and I couldn't feel nothing. Talking about the scariest feeling of my life. I'd even talked to my brothers about it, said, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm damned to hell, if I've been wrote off from God or what. And no matter what I've done, Everything I'd done, I'd run when I felt like I needed to run. Every sermon preached, I'd pray and cry my eyes out, Lord, what's wrong with me? Please forgive me. Save me. And uh, nothing. Till that Wednesday night, I think it was, no, it was Thursday night. No, it's all been so run together. Uh, Brother Jesse got the Holy Ghost. And that's what flung a craving on me. I said, well, if Jesse can get it, well, then I can get it. So I know Jesse's always been a good guy. There ain't no slide on him. But uh, so I went home that Thursday night after I prayed. Yeah, it was that Thursday night I prayed real good. I said, well, I'm burning up with fever. So you can ask my wife. I was freezing cold. I put on a long sleeve shirt, put on my night pants. I put on the thickest socks I had. I grabbed a blanket and I said, I'm praying this thing through tonight. And I went to my living room at the couch. The couch still has snot all over it. From where I said, this is it, Lord. This is the time I gotta get this for myself and I got to have a breakthrough. And uh, I ended up praying for probably, I don't know, 40, 40 minutes, an hour, I don't know. And it got to feeling so good First thing I done is I repented of everything that I that I had done. Then I repented of everything that I might have done, and said, "Lord, I just want to get it all underneath the blood. I don't want to have no sin in my life." Then once I felt like I was saved, and I knew that I was saved, I started asking the Lord to sanctify me, and I kept praying that, "Lord, sanctify me, sanctify me, Lord. I don't want any of these desires anymore. I'm tired of it." It ain't nothing but a hindrance to me. It makes you feel disgusting. You don't know. You look at people. People looking at you, you're thinking, do they know what I'm going through? You live life in fear and no peace. You go to bed at night thinking, Lord, if the rapture comes, am I going to be woken up screaming in eternity? And uh, kept praying, sanctify me, Lord. And all of a sudden, I started feeling like a burning from right here, running up and down in my chest. And I just broke down and started crying out loud, and it had to be God because Natalie's room was open, Mariah was asleep, and none of them woke up. And I was praying to the top of my lungs. And uh, I said, well, after I got done, I went to my wife's room. I said, boy, if you could feel what I just felt in there. I said, my goodness. And uh, I came back, and uh, we had Friday night service. It went really good. We prayed good. And then Saturday, all of it is wonderful. 
and Sunday, I knew I was changed. And I remember what Brother Nathaniel said Sunday morning, if you acknowledge the man of God, ye shall prevail. So that Sunday during church, I started acknowledging our pastor. Lord, this is my pastor. This is who's going to get me to heaven. This is who's going to tell me right from wrong. Lord, help me to submit to your will. And uh, I didn't really feel nothing. I said, well, at least I've done what I needed to done. And I had also said running over my mind, Lord, others have got their promise. Lord, I want mine. And pastor came to church that night and said that Lord has spoke to him and said that he will see me through. But bless God Almighty, he did see me through my God. Holy God, ain't no doubt about it. I was standing right here, not mere seconds later. I know for a fact I was filled when I went down there. But the devil put it in my mind and said, you don't know what the Holy Ghost is. You don't know what happened. So I got up and I said, well, I'll get back in line then. I got back up in line, prayed again, kept feeling the same thing. And I said, well, maybe not. This, like I said, I know this has to be it because of what I feel and something. It was like that night I felt it, brother, in the Asher revival, the same spot over there on the altar. I prayed right on there on the ground back there for a good while. And then uh, I said, all right, well, we're about to close now. So then I felt like I needed to run out. Oh, I need to back up. I forgot something. Uh, I had seen something and I made fun of uh, something that ain't no way the Lord wants someone to do a handstand in church. Well, that night we was all in a circle out there. Pastor blistered my hide and said, my goodness, if, or my God, if the Lord told me to do jumping jacks and I'd do jumping jacks. Well, that smoked me right in the heart. I knew right then and there I was supposed to do a handstand out there. And I went home all day Saturday night. I felt like I was going to die just with the grief. So I went back to my prayer spot and I repented for rebellion and stubbornness and the sin of witchcraft because it says stubbornness and sin of rebellionness or whatever. And uh, so I prayed, re-prayed through, asked the Lord to forgive me for all that because I knew that was going to be a hindrance if I didn't because that's a sin. And so I had to get that underneath the blood again. Anyways, then I lost where I was at. But uh, came to church that night. Then uh, I felt impressed as we was closing down to run out the back and go do, well, I'd done my handstands all Sunday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning. I came here, I brought my ticket. Pastor said, bring your ticket. And I knew that was my ticket. And uh, so as soon as I got the opportunity, I came up here, I came up here and all the brothers, we all cluster up together up front. And I said, well, I ain't got no room. Well, about the time the spot opened up for me. I said, well, there it is. I better do it while I can. So I've done it. I've done it and I'm doing it two times, I think. Then uh, back to where I was, we was all in here. We was getting ready to close out and I felt impressed to run out the back door and to get in the middle where they said the waters are troubled. And the God and pastors said that the water that the the Lord is in the middle. So I literally got out there and got laid out within a couple of minutes. I don't really remember anything. I just walked there, threw my hands up, and remember being on the ground. And uh, then I jumped up and done my handstand again. I said, "Lord, I'm gonna keep doing it." 
Then I realized, yes, yeah, son, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there ain't nothing like it, that's for sure. And to God be all the glory and all the honor, sure it was him, because mighty work and a mighty change has been done in my life. And uh, after we got done shouting for four hours, all of his Holy Ghost filled people, uh, I got to thinking I haven't been to get this term out of my head, no pain, no gain. Everyone knows what that means in the carnal sense. But in the spiritual sense, also, when you get done having a Holy Ghost fit, I was cramping, my neck was hurt, I was sore, and I said, well, no pain, no gain. Well, the same thing for some of you that are struggling with things. No pain, no gain. Lay aside some things, put away some things, fast, pray, do whatever, whatever you got to do. There's no pain, no gain. In order to get where you want to go, you're going to have to let some things go. Just like a drug person, a person that's strung out on drugs. When they go to get, they go to rehab, God don't need no rehab. That's, right. that's for sure. That's right. Anyways, so they go to rehab and they come back, they relapse. But if God does it, ain't no relapse is going to happen. The things that I've been struggling with, they don't even come across my mind anymore. And that's the way it can happen to some of y'all. The things that y'all struggle with, you turn it over and turn it loose. And my God of heaven, you won't struggle with it no more. It won't even come across your mind. And uh, I got thinking about that. So in order for you to not relapse, first you need to repent, then get sanctified. Because no pain, no gain. Paul said that he beats himself. Or he said, I die daily. I believe Pastor said it means beats himself black and blue. Well, beat that sin black and blue. Beat the hindrance black and blue. Just let it know. Anytime you do it, God said that he gives us power to resist. He won't give us nothing that we can't fight off. And uh, I just thank God for everything he's doing and uh, everything he's done for more done for me and I thank you for saving me sanctifying me and baptizing me with the Holy Ghost and fire somebody I can't remember. Philip just came and touched me. You need it. There's nothing in the world like it. for saving me and sanctifying me and filling me with the Holy Ghost because I'd been struggling and I wasn't doing things right and I think it was Saturday and pastor said bring your ticket and I it went home and the whole entire ride home I was praying 
God saved me because I wasn't right and I had been lying to myself and I prayed and then I come to church the next morning and I knew I was saved and I got sanctified the Sunday morning and I come to church the Sunday night and I was like, I gotta get the Holy Ghost. And we, I prayed for it and didn't get it. And then Samuel ran out, Brother Samuel ran out the back door. I said, this is my time. And I, I ran right behind Josh and Samuel. And I, we had prayed and I felt and I didn't get it. And then I just remembered praying for somebody going down Slaying the spirit, and then a brother Philip and Caleb prayed for me, and I lost it then. And all I remember was coming back to the world that I got it. And I remember thinking, God. I want to thank God for saving me, sanctifying me, and filling me with the Holy Ghost. Sunday, Ethan and Sammy got the Holy Ghost. The devil was saying, you ain't ever going to get the Holy Ghost. And I said, well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it tomorrow night if I don't get it tonight. And before I left Freddy's, I was like, God, save me. Re-save me. Sanctify me so I can get the Holy Ghost tonight. Because I promised to myself and I promised to the devil I was going to get the Holy Ghost. I don't remember what happened, but I was praying. And the Lord just came down and filled me with the precious Holy Ghost and fire. First, thank the Lord for saving me, sanctifying me, filling me with the Holy Ghost. I I testified about it some last night, but there's a lot of the details I skipped over. But starting out was the Friday night. I think we had our march, but it was probably 20 minutes before that standing. I don't remember if the altar was there or not, but about midway where that altar is, I remember truly getting up. Resaved for the first time in many years. Actually feeling it like I did when I was probably eight years, probably eight years old in mom and dad's bedroom. And I felt, well, well let me start on up. It was Wednesday night when we, Brother House said about the joyful noise. And I knew since then that noise, the, the yell, that would be my key. And so, anyways, I knew that, so I was getting it all prayed through. And so, I got truly saved. Then we had our march. And I remember every time I would yell, I would, I would feel it. And every time the devil would hinder, so I'd keep going. And then I remember doing a full lap. And about the window is when I felt the true change of sanctification. And then, so, that was Friday night. 
I remember going home and just staring out the window and crying, knowing knowing I would get the Holy Ghost soon. I just didn't know when. And so we come back Saturday, and we had our uh, the circle outside. I think that was Saturday. And I knew I was supposed to run around, run around the middle of it and holler. And so like Sam said, you get repentance for rebelling like that. So I repented for that. But then we come back, sun, well, Sunday morning is when I woke up with the desire for the Holy Ghost and to shout. I, but, but really, I know a bunch of us have been raised in church our entire life. And you don't want to say you get used to it, but you you really do have to to read and pray before bed. That was the thing. I go a week, it's sad to say it, you know, without really truly praying before bed for a good while, really feeling God and meaning what you pray. So Saturday night, I prayed, read, felt real good, fell asleep, and then the the first thing really started going to my mind was the Holy Ghost. I don't know, my family knows this. Since I was a kid, still to this day, it's not really embarrassing, I still love it. I be, I'm almost 20 years old. I turn some music on, I'd shout my bake shout in my bedroom. Just a hunger since I was a kid. So it was Sunday morning. I turned on Tommy Bates in the spare bedroom where I got 2,000 watt speaker. Had you got it like the Bible says. And there I went. I went to town with a desire for, to shout. So then Sunday we come back. Had a wonderful service. I'm sure most of the people that went to Dunkin' Donuts realized I, I wasn't myself. I just kind of sat in a chair. Buford was there. You know, I was being a, trying to be the best friend I could. But the whole time in my mind, I knew something. I'm talking, I talked, laughed, cut up, but there was just something. I was just constantly thinking about it. And so we come back Sunday afternoon. I can't remember if I took a nap or not, but I was just thinking about it. And then we uh, come back for Sunday night service. And I remember I really felt when Brother Samuel got his promise that the Lord was seeing through, I really felt that. I, I, I felt the, the power of God then. Then when we were lined up here, I remember when it wasn't about me getting the Holy Ghost. I, I wanted it, obviously, but really, truly, I wanted Samuel to get it more than I did. And I remember praying and saying, God, I want to love it more than I do on my boat. I love going out on my boat on the river. And I remember when I really got a true love yet again for it. And they were closing out. And I was just, Samuel, I spun around. By the time I spun around, he was already laid out through the door I seen. And I just kind of went to nonchalant walk back there. And I felt the need to run. So I ran out there, got to praying with him. Felt good. We were praying good. Then I got the burden for Buford. And I was praying back and forth for Samuel and Buford. And then we stood up. We're praying like that. I don't really know how long. And I just remember looking up in the sky that this probably this wasn't the Lord about it. I mean, there's a real bright star. 
when I was looking at the sky, and I remember tapping my head and saying, I yield, I yield. And another thing, like Tim said, us brothers, we talked a lot. And I think it was me, Samuel, and Jesse talked a while back and said, what do they, what do they mean, yield? What do you do? I talked to them all about this the other day after jury duty. I said, we just talked. Like, I'm sure all you have questions, because I get to the point, you feel like you're so close to your whole childhood, and you're like, what do they mean yield? We talk, what do you do? You just melt on the floor, go limp. When that moment comes and you truly yield, you'll feel it. Like I said, everybody faded around. I, I remember the first time I felt like I, I broke loose and received the Holy Ghost, I pulled it all back together. And I remember I looked back up to the sky and then I said, man, tonight's the night. I got work the rest of the week. I said, I'm getting it right now. And right then, I don't remember nothing else than that. And I guess the thing for all of us that have received the Holy Ghost, it's been going over and over in my mind. I think I might have told mom this. Is there's a saying I grew up hearing, I believe it's um, what it took to get it, it takes to keep it. So whatever you've done to, to get it, we got to keep doing it. That way we actually, we keep it. Because I don't want to, another thing, we were uh, praying last night for the Hendricks, and I was laid right there. And I guess to be the first time, really, the devil was really beating me up on, man, you didn't get it. I remember the house said, you that got the Holy Ghost, now is not the time to be beating us. And right then, I had the second breakthrough, and I knew yet again I received it. And I felt, felt the Holy Ghost very powerful. And I would thank the Lord. I want to thank God for saving me, sanctifying me, filling me with the Holy Ghost. He's a good God, an all-time God. I love him so much. I appreciate him. Uh, I, I get in the habit of just getting nervous and hurrying up and sitting down. I want to slow down. And, uh, <clears throat> um, I was talking to my wife today about it. Um, most most people, it ain't this way. I only know a few people this way. I didn't come looking for the Holy Ghost. I, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't praying for it. And, and that don't mean you go and say, oh, that's the way Brother Jesse got it. That's the way I'm going to do it. It don't work that way. Um, also, something else that I really feel like God's been dealing with me is you hear these, you, you hear, um, I'm going to pray for somebody else. I got the Holy Ghost praying for somebody else. I got the Holy Ghost praying for somebody else. But I wasn't praying for somebody else to get the Holy Ghost. Um, I, I truly was praying for Rebecca and Nathan, brother Nathaniel. Uh, I, I had no idea. I, I was praying. I was, I was standing right here praying for brother Nathaniel. And I just, I just realized this is it. I'm right here. I couldn't believe it. I remember thinking, are you serious right now? Wow. And I thank I thank God so much for it. Um, I've been I've been living right. I've been my, you can ask my wife. We read and pray religiously um, before bed. Uh, when I wake up, I uh, I don't I don't I should read my Bible. I'm, I'm going to start reading my Bible before I uh, before I leave the house. I normally read the Bible at work because I have a lot of free time. So I'll pray before I leave, and then whenever I get, I mean you. 
Some people say, oh, you got a free time in your job. That's a blessing. No, that is a hindrance to me. That's too much my, That's too much time for this right here. That's too much time. I, I need something to do. I'll tell you something. You hear uh, people talking, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of preachers past to talks about YouTube. Okay, I had a big problem with YouTube. I told I told my wife I, I would spend I would spend I, a lot of days. I got a good job. I thank God. It is it is it is a blessing, especially now because I got time more time to read and pray. I, I told Hannah Thursday. I probably did an hour's worth of work and about nine hours worth of reading and praying. <laughs> you know? So, it, yeah, but normally that nine hours would have been YouTube. Up until Wednesday. Up until, I would say Wednesday. Wednesday I probably was. But I told Hannah, I said, I didn't take a vow against it. I got the Holy Ghost with it. But I deleted the app. I'm only going to use it when I need it. I don't need that. I, I had never I never had such a desire to read the Bible so much and to pray. I've read so much Bible lately, it's just I don't know what to do. I'm like, why? I don't know why I want to read the Bible. I don't know why I want to pray. I do though. I thank God for it. I thank God so much. It's, it's been a, a blessing and a, a change for my I was I'll, I'll tell you what happened. What really I was praying right here. I was praying right here. Nathaniel's right here holding Rebecca. Rebecca's looking at me and she's smiling the prettiest smile you ever seen in your life. Her daddy's just a dancing in the spirit. She was loving it. I said, great God, that's what I need. That's how I need to raise my kids. I want, I want to be dancing in the spirit holding my kid and my kid just loving it. Tearing it up, enjoying it. She was loving it. I said, that's what I need, God. I want that. I want to be that example. I want to be the leader of my house. For years, my wife's prayed way more than I have. That's a shame. I said, that's a crying shame. I just spit all over this thing. That ain't right. That ain't the way it's supposed to be. I'd go to bed. I'd pray 30 seconds. And my wife, I'd wake up 10 minutes later, my wife's still down beside my side of the bed because that's where we pray together. And she's still praying. And I, I feel condemned. Yeah, but you know what I do? I go back to sleep. That ain't right. Oh, well, that's about all I got. I thank God so much. I praise the Lord for his goodness, for his mercy. He's, he's such a good God. I've been so thankful. And I do want to say this too. The night I got the Holy Ghost, I got slain out right here. I don't know if I tripped or something, but I don't care. I was slain out right there. I about puked my guts out. Devil told me, look at her, you're sick as a dog. You didn't get the Holy Ghost. I believe him. I said, there ain't no way I got the Holy Ghost if I feel like this. I need a trash can because I'm going to throw up. Well, I got up. And I think we were praying more and the Holy Ghost hit me again. I said, maybe I did get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Praise God. And I'll tell you something too. Thursday, thir I wasn't going to say this because it was bad. Thursday, I think I vexed, I think I vexed this, I vexed my spirit Thursday morning at work. That's my routine. It's my routine. Go in, clock in at 7. I have about until 8.30 or free time. I get my orders at 8.30. I go out, I have my own truck, I do whatever I want to do 
most days, just as long as the water system is working good. I just started doing the same on me. And uh, Thursday night we came to church and I said, God, what's wrong with me? You know, what's wrong with me? And uh, so I guess I guess that was Thursday. So Friday, I, I prayed and I cried and prayed all day long in my work truck. And that's and I and I came back Friday and I had I think one of the most powerful moves of God in my life on Friday. I said, God, that's what it took. I said, if that's what it takes, that's what I'll do. Anything, anything for God. I, I love him. I appreciate him. One thing been been rolling. Uh, that's Mark Bishop's song. No, that one is the other one. The one that's been rolling over in my mind is the Simpsons, the Simpson Girls song. Um, he can never ask too much of me. Mark Bishop sings, "You can't ask too much of my God." Simpsons girls sing, "He he can he can never ask too much of me." That's the way I feel about him. He's blessed me so much. He's gave me a beautiful family. I thank God for them every day. Every day I thank God for them. Uh, he can never ask too much of me. Anything he says, I'll do it. I'll lay the hindrances down. I'll get rid of it. I had them some. I've been there. I've been there. I've had them. It ain't worth it. I'll tell you that much right now. And I'll tell you something else. God will help you. He is a provider. I thank God so much. He's a good God. Saving me, sanctifying me, filling me with the Holy Ghost. Um, I guess it was two months ago, a couple months ago. There was, you know, something that, you know, you're saved, but it's not enough. Like there's just a desire, and you can't fill it. You, nobody can fill it, fill it, and you can't make it to heaven on somebody's cup till you got to get it for yourself. And I just remember, you know day after day getting so fed up with you know like I want something so bad and it was the Holy Ghost and just started to pray for it and and this may sound silly to some people but um, I had a huge problem with litter and throwing yeah. trash out and yeah. um, God started convicting me over yeah. that and I started yielding to that and it was stuff like that, that whenever it would come to me, not my conscience would get to me, I wouldn't do it. And I believe that's one of the things, obeying the conscience helped me. And I guess it was this past Friday, I had something happen to me. And um, four months ago, I would have lost it. I would have gotten mad. I would have just went off and just went right over me. I mean, I dealt with the problem in the right way, and it didn't really bother me. I was like, it's whatever. I mean, I'll go on with life. It ain't going to be that big of a deal. And I just remember coming, I guess it was Friday or Saturday night when all of us guys was lined up out there, and we was praying. And I think it was what Samuel was saying, you know, this that burning right there. And it was so strong, and I just kept on praying and praying. And then I remember just jumping on to Sunday night. Um, we was out there and I was praying for, I think it was Brother Samuel and Philip, and I wasn't really you no know, praying for myself to get it. And all I know is I was on the ground and I rode over and I'm pretty sure I ran into somebody's vehicle and on my way back. I was speaking in tongues and I was like, man, I got it. And I thank God. 
have thanked God. I'm pretty sure I was all over the churchyard, but I didn't really care because the Holy Ghost had taken me wherever he wanted me. And on the, I had to run up to town. Oh, I went to work Monday, and I felt God all day. I, um, I had to come up to town to get some supplies for the farm, and on my way back, the Holy Ghost hit me. I just grabbed the over the steering wheel when I was going down 80, and I just... It hit me, I started speaking in tongues, and I was just going down the road, and it's been on me today, it hit me on the mower again, I'm pretty, it was yesterday, I was on the mower, it hit me again, last night when I was praying before I went to bed, I got a burden for my family in Tennessee, because they're so deceived, and I just started praying for them, and it hit me so strong like it does in church, and before I went to bed and I was just praying and the other ones that need the Holy Ghost I started praying for them and it just hit me and I just thank God for everything he's doing Just like when Brother Jesse said that he wasn't actually praying for the Holy Ghost, I was doing the same thing. I support both the devil and God. What I said to myself was, I probably won't get get that until I'm older. I heard the devil say, Yeah, you're, yeah, of course you will. issues before I would come to church, pray to God, get myself a Bible, read it, pray to God, watch everything that I've done before slip away. My life turns so much easier, becomes so much better. I 
thank the Lord for saving me, for sanctifying me, for filling me with the Holy Ghost. Um, the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost back in November. October, I turned 19, and I knew that I needed the Holy Ghost. It was either right before or right after I turned 19, I started praying. I wasn't seeking in church, really. I wasn't making a big scene. Um, I wasn't even really praying many hours at home, but I was just trying to remember every day to, to pray for the Holy Ghost. And I knew I should have probably sought harder, but um, I, I knew I needed the Holy Ghost. And um, our, my granddad died, my father's dad died in November. And uh, we had to make an emergency trip up there. And that week, I'll be honest, I lost the victory. And I needed God's help. I needed that power that would keep me. And I remember it was a Saturday night. I had just gotten my shower. I was getting ready to iron clothes and stuff and get ready for church Sunday. And um, I felt like I needed to pray before I started doing all that extra stuff. And I got down to praying. I was just praying basic prayers. My brother Jesse said, not really meaning anything. I went to get up and I said, no, I need to pray because we got a funeral coming up. There was a baby dedication the next day. I needed to pray. And I got to praying and um, it seemed as if at that time... My grandma and my sister were in this hotel room, and they, it seemed like they got louder right at the moment I decided to pray. And they got to talking, and Granny's like, is he asleep? And I, I, I wanted to say, no, I'm trying to pray. But then I felt the Lord check me, like, that wouldn't be right, and I wouldn't, you know, that would make me lose a victory if I snapped at somebody. It's not the right thing to do. And it wasn't very long after that. I had asked God, starting the prayer, I wanted to make sure I was saved, sanctified, so my prayers wouldn't be hindered. I prayed, I asked that. I always ask that before I start praying, because I never want my prayers to be hindered. And I did, at some point, ask the Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. But I started praying for my dad, because he was going to preach his father's funeral. And we didn't know if he was saved or not. There was going to be many lost family there, backslidden family there, family that didn't know God at all. And I was praying for him. I was praying for the baby dedication. I was back and forth. And the next thing I remember, I was speaking in tongues. And the change, it just felt amazing. I was just basking in it. I finally got up. And when I got up, immediately the Lord checked me. And I'll admit at the time I had downloaded Twitter. I downloaded Snapchat because I said, well, Twitter is like the news. You know, I can just get some news and get some information. Snapchat, I said, you can't really find people. It's your, your, your friends. It's more locked down than other social media. But immediately I felt the Lord check me that those things could be a hindrance and they would grieve the spirit and they would get between me and the Holy Ghost. And so I've, and there was a few songs that they were still Christian songs. They weren't necessarily bad songs, but I felt the Lord check me that they shouldn't be on my playlist. Pastors hit these things last night. And it is true. The Holy Ghost would I thank God for everything he's done in this revival. It was Thursday night. Brother Hal got up at the end of service and he says, this is a malchastisement that you received the Holy Ghost to pray for others. Backing up to Sunday or Wednesday um, when Brother Jesse and Sister Crystal, sorry, going forward. Um, it was last Sunday. Um, we were praying with Brother Samuel and pastor said, um, if you doubt what you received, 
And he started talking about that. You didn't receive it. And he started talking about um, faith doesn't need, you know, a hinder. She doesn't need a doubt or whatever. And I just remember, like, that's right. And then I yielded. The Holy Ghost hit me. And the Holy Ghost fell over here as well. And that's how I prayed when I received the Holy Ghost was God. I want the Spirit to bear witness. Because when it's the true Holy Ghost, he'll bear witness. And so um, it was the Saturday Saturday before that, I'm getting my days all mixed up. The Saturday before that, we went out to Fire Forest, and uh, Brother Samuel was out there. When I went to leave, um, I was just walking to the gate, and I was like, Lord, I really want to feel your power. I want to feel your presence. I want to you know, be prayed up, be ready. And I was almost to the gate, and the Holy Ghost hit me out of nowhere, and it, it felt like I got refilled. A couple Sundays before our revival with Brother Brock, Pastor pre um, preached on Holy Ghost hydration. The Lord blessed me, and Pastor came to me, and he said, there's more to come. And this revival has been my more to come. I'm so thankful for the service Sunday, because not only did I get this, but I saw people that I prayed for, that I prayed with, receive the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost manifested. It was the deepest, most real thing I've ever felt since receiving the Holy Ghost. And um, this is how real the Holy Ghost is. I didn't know how this service was going to go. But the Lord's been dealing with me on this today. I don't mean to take time, but I, I feel like it wouldn't be right to not share this. In Exodus 17, I was reading Sunday and it got to working on me. It says the people tried it with Moses because they didn't have any water. And they said, is the Lord among us or not? And um, as I was reading that chapter, I didn't see anything where it said that they repented or that they praised God after he provided the water. They even went into a war, and that was the war where Aaron and Hur had to lift up Moses' hand. I didn't see nothing where they thanked God or praised God. But in 18, Moses' father-in-law comes, and he sees what God's done, and he's the one rejoicing. In verse 10, he's the one blessing God. In verse 11, he's the one with confidence in God. In verse 12, he's making the offerings and sacrifices. This man, I don't even, he wasn't an Israelite. He wasn't God's chosen. But he's the one getting blessed and he's seeing what's happening. And I wrote down right before church, I don't want an outsider praising God for my testimony better or more than I do. And I got stirred that Jethro was an outsider and the Israelites were God's chosen people. But I'm so thankful that God's chosen people were testifying tonight of the great things of God. It's real. The power of God is real. You need the Holy Ghost. It is available. I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life and in the lives of my friends and my family. God has been so good to us. I was the dirtiest, grossest person in here. I know that I was. And all I could hear was, just, you'll never get it. Don't even try. It's not even funny. And I was not expecting to ever get it. I was not. And I was praying for another sister over here. And then I woke up over there. <laughs> that was it. I have never felt so excited in my life. Excitement has not gone away, and it won't go away. It's not going to go away. And I should have, I should have, uh, I don't know, 
not listen to the devil, and you know, just really just listen to the Holy Ghost in the beginning. That's what he's there for. I could probably go on for an hour, but I won't do that to everybody. <laughs> testimony and I was sure I wanted to, I don't want to say nothing wrong, I don't want to, as I thought about what he said about faith the other day, and I don't, yeah. I don't want to be, um, anyways, uh, when uh, we was praying up here the other night, and um, I saw Brother Jesse go down, or I didn't see him go down, but when I looked, he was already down, and um, something that's always, you know, you're praying, and you're, and you're but then you have these thoughts come into your mind, and they, um, oh my God, I, I don't want to be a monster, you know. And you, uh, somebody had told me a wise person said, if you get fanatical and you get tired of it, you'll do something about it. And um, God, and of course, you don't always. I'm not good at yielding, and I was like, God, you got to help me. Because I felt like I was kind of, you know, yielding a little bit when we was making a joyful noise, but then I felt like catching myself back. And but, you know, that thought about I'm not going to be a monster in front of these kids, and that's when I, I grabbed the hole. <laughs> and I was fighting that so bad that I didn't know that I, I really was. I didn't know I was just fighting and I wasn't going to be a monster for these kids. And I, and Sister Alice, she said it's over, and I thought she was talking about it was over, about what I was been fighting in my mind, and I really didn't. It really, you know, and then I was holding madly, and I was like, oh, I think that is the Holy Ghost, you know. Uh, I just, I don't know what all to say. I just want to be sure I don't want to offend him. I don't want to offend my church. Um, I don't know what all to say. But I thank you for what he's done. And, and I know after the boys out there, they received what they did. I know. And I'm so thankful for what he did for them. Uh, and here, you know, their names has been called out. And, and I'm so thankful that I know when I went home that night, every time I'd roll over, I said, I want the fire like they got. Yeah, I just thank you for everything that he's done. sanctify me and fill me with the Holy Ghost. Um, I just remember getting a desire for the Holy Ghost um, in my home, like in North Carolina. Um, I just got 
kind of desperate. Um, I just really wasn't sure. Um, and I remember I was kind of doing things and struggling, but I was coming to visit Hannah, and I just, I didn't know that we were going to have a revival or anything like that. I just knew if I could get here, I'd get help. And on my way here, um, driving in my car, I think I had already crossed the state line in Florida. I remember I really, really felt like I got sanctified. Um, I just felt like I had gotten re-saved and sanctified in my car. And I just won't understand what was going on. I didn't know why. I was just coming to visit her. I didn't know anything was going to happen. And then that Sunday night, that's when I, she had got my hand and we walked. And that's when I felt like God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I'm just thankful for my church, for my pastor. I'm just thankful for the, for the Lord for coming. Amen. Thank the Lord for the Holy Ghost because I was falling apart when I came here. I wasn't looking for the Lord, really. I mean, I was looking for something, but I didn't know what it was. I'd gone to church, but I never felt anything. I'm the kind of person, if I don't feel it, I'm leaving. And I would pull in the driveway here a couple times, and I'm like, you're never going to be able to dress like that or do anything like that. And I remember seeing Sister Hattie in the Goodwill. And she said, Donna, just keep coming, just keep coming. And you know, I came. I didn't have to change my clothes. My clothes came off me. And I put my dress on. And when I go see my children, they say, Mama, you look beautiful. And I say, because I'm listening and I will die for whatever I am told to do. And when I went to that altar and Sister Hal prayed with me, I didn't believe I would ever see the Holy Ghost. But when I felt him, it wasn't a touch that any man would ever give me. It was boom! And it was real. Tell people he will save you, and you're going to need him, and he will fill your heart, and slowly it will fall off. And I used to say, when I would go to the doctor, I was so afraid that I was going to die, you know, when you have stage four cancer, and you're going to the doctors, and you have a heart attack, and you have broken heart syndrome. You go to the doctors and you think you're going to die. You're so sick inside and then you stay sick all the time and your marriage is falling apart and your husband's living somewhere and everything's just fine. But now I go to the doctors and I'm not afraid because you know what? I'm going to die, but I'm going to live forever. And I thank him every day because I know that I'm going to do with the work that I need to do. And I know that we are like a mosaic piece in here. We're all different. We're all different, but we're cemented. We're not apostles like cardboard. We're cemented. And we're going to do what we're meant to do. All of our different personalities are going to change the different people that we meet along the way. I can go to Walmart now and have church. Yeah. And I love you all. Thank you.